Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we have been discussing chapter 9, Raja Vidya Raja Guhya Yoga, Yoga of Royal Knowledge and Royal Secret, or Supreme Knowledge and Supreme Secret. Swami Prabhupada calls it Yoga of Mysticism, because we are learning about the nature of the Supreme. Who I am is a secret. Even though I know I exist, but I do not know what is the nature of my being. I consider this body to be me, my mind to be me, the intellect to be me. But when I ask question who I am, it's very difficult to answer. So that's a secret. And this knowledge which reveals that secret is the royal knowledge. And Bhagwan, so far have taught us in this chapter, that I, the supreme reality, the truth, the sat is all-pervading, omnipresent in my unmanifest form. But you do see me in my manifest form. And all the things and beings which are manifested, I am not in them, but they are in me. But in reality, they are also not in me. So we have basically have come to that conundrum about where is Bhagwan and what's my relationship. So we have discussed that this chapter is about the relationship of Jiva, Jagat, and Paramatma. Jiva is I, the individual. I see the world outside, the world of plurality, the world of things and beings. And I have really determined my relationship to that world as I am island by myself and the world is out there, is something else. And I have to react with it, I have to react with it, I have to deal with it. So that's the dualistic relationship. I and the world are two different entities. Then when it comes to Bhagawan, we don't even know what my relationship is. But we have inkling that he exists as the creator of both the Jagat and I, the Jiva. And Bhagawan explained in that statement which we just discussed that that's a relationless relationship. He says, I'm not in this Jagat, but the Jagat is in me. We have use the metaphor or analogy of snake and rope. A snake cannot exist without the rope. The rope is the reality, snake is the illusion which I have created out of my ignorance. From rope's perspective, it was never in the snake, but snake is in the rope. But in reality, the snake is also not in the rope. In rope's original nature, there is no snake in it. Snake is superimposed by my ignorance. So the relationship of this Jagat, Jiva and Paramatma is like that of a snake and a rope. Paramatma remaining pristine and supreme, he produces this Jagat out of his Maya. Therefore, he is called Mayapati. Supreme plus Maya is equal to Ishwara. Ishwara is the creator of this Jagat. And so Bhagavan said, under my supervision, Maya Adyakshayana Prakrutim, Suyate Chara Chara. 
under my supervision, under my watchful eye, Prakriti, the nature, sends out all that is moving and unmoving. So I am the producer of this jagat, but through my maya. The maya is the material cause, Ishwara is the efficient cause. All that I see is an effect, the cause is Ishwara. The cause is maya. Maya provides the material, just like my ignorance provided the material for the snake, and I saw the snake in a rope. My consciousness was the efficient cause to see the snake, but my ignorance provided the material to create the snake. Same way Bhagavan said, I, the Supreme Being, is the efficient cause, is the Ishwara. Maya provide the material cause to produce this jagat, this world of plurality. And then he proceeded to tell us why people do not recognize his presence while we are reacting this world. The people fail to recognize my presence when I'm shrouded in a human form or any animal form or any plant form. I do not see the divinity. I do not see the presence of the supreme reality in it. When I interact with people, I see the people. But I don't see the supreme functioning through that person. When I see the wave, I see the wave. But I don't see the ocean manifesting through that wave. And that's where we fail to act in the right manner. So the question is asked universally. Why Bhagwan, being so divine and so compassionate, all loving, can allow this evil to happen in this world? Now, because of the Ukraine war, the question is more at the forefront of everybody thinking why this is happening, why innocent people are dying, why this war, why people act in this manner. And we continue to say that there is no answer to it. Well, there is answer. Bhagwan answered that question in verse number 12. Bhagwan very clearly answered why there is evil in this world. In 11, he said, people fail to see the divinity in other people. I fail to see that all beings have the same reality manifesting through them. So I make them objects. Any person inflicting harm to the other person he has to dehumanize first. We can only marginalize people when, when we don't consider them, them to be as good or as human as we are. So this uh, institution of slavery or any kind of oppression or tyranny can only happen when one group of people see the other group of people is not equal to them, or dehumanize them. So we are divine. We are the chosen people, the others are not. So Bhagavan says, Mogasa Moga Karmana. When people fail to see the divinity in other things and beings, it gives them the wrong idea, the false idea. That's why we can inflict that pain on the other person. When the soldier is on the front line, he doesn't see the other side. The soldier is a human being, he sees just nothing but an enemy, he has to conquer. He objectify that person and therefore he can act in that manner. And he can kill that person without any remorse.
same thing happens to the criminals and same thing happens to the dictators and same thing happens to the people who act in an inappropriate manner in this world. So Bhagavan said, that is the reason because they fail to recognize my presence in all things and beings with their vain hopes, their vain actions, they act like devil. Their, their actions become demonic and evil. So the evil only happens when people fail to recognize the same divinity in other people. So Bhagavan answered that question. Evil exists because of the ignorance of people about the divinity's omnipresence in all things and beings. Contrast to that, the Mahatmas, the great people, great souls who recognized the divinity in others, they constantly think about me. Because you realize nothing exists other than that divinity. All names and forms are His. Everything I see is nothing but His presence and therefore they act in a very different manner. They constantly remember me. So then we have seen the various ways people worship the Lord. So some people constantly thinking about the Lord. Whatever they do, they realize. Then there is Gnana Yagnena Cha Apiyanya. And then there are others who by that spiritual knowledge, having that knowledge, they realize the unity in diversity. And therefore, they cannot act in a wrong way. This is the reason for acting in a right way. And the other one was ignorance was the reason for them to act in an evil way. And then Bhagavan continues and says, I am in everything that you see, not just being. Don't misunderstand that I am only residing in the human beings or sentient beings. I'm everything that you do is nothing but me alone. There is no other existence other than my own existence. So Bhagavan continued and said, I am everything that makes yagna possible. The one who is performing yagna, the sacred fire, which is there to receive the oblation, the oblation itself. Every activity that I perform, all that requires for that activity, the actor, the field of action, and the instrument of action is nothing Bhagavan said but me. So as we have discussed last time, it's like an ice sculpture. Everything in the ice sculpture is nothing but ice only. So Bhagavan has explained that these are the various ways people can recognize my presence. Tapami aham varsam nigrunami utsrujami cha amrutam cha eva cha sat asat cha aham arjuna. So we have seen everything that is sentient, the moving and unmoving is me. Everything that creates any activity is also me. Now Bhagavan says, all the phenomenal forces are also me. Tapami aham. As sun, I heat this world. We know that we all came from Big Bang. The world was not there. The universe was not there. There's nothing but singularity. It exploded into Big Bang. Then the galaxies were formed. Then stars were formed. The planets were formed. Then comes Earth. Then comes life ended with my existence. So I can trace my existence 
all the way down to the Big Bang. But here Bhagavan said, if you personify the sun as me, then I heat this world. Tapamiyaham. Without that heat, we all will die, obviously. There is no energy on this planet other than solar energy. Every other energy we use is nothing but two steps removed solar energy. So Bhagavan said, Tapamiyaham. I heat this world, give life to this world. Varsam nigrunami utsrajami cha. Also, I withhold and send rain. So the phenomena of heat and rain, which is very common to us, Bhagavan said, that's nothing other than my own presence, nothing other than my own self. Amrutam cha eva mrityuhacha. And the mortality, also the death. So the two realities I know in my life. My life as I exist and death. As somebody said, death and taxes are the two sure things in life. So death is a reality, so is my life. When I exist, Bhagavan said, Amrutam, that which remains after I die is immortality. Something that does not change even at my death is immortality. Bhagavan said, I am that. But I am also that which dies. That which dies is my body. Bhagavan said, that's also me. That which I see as existence is also me. That which I see as non-existence is also me. Sat asatcha aham arjuna. Arjuna, I am sat, the truth, that ever-existing entity. Sat is something which exists in all three periods of time. Past, present and future. Or you can say, Sat is that existence which exists during my sleeping, dreaming and waking state. That which remains constant in all throughout this three is Sat. Asat is that continues to change. I as the waker become dreamer and then my I as the dreamer become sleeper. And life continues. But that changing entity Bhagavan says also me in the unchanging entity also me. Sat is me, Asat is me. Sat is the cause for Asat the effect. Asat is that which changes. That has temporary existence is Asat. That which exists temporarily is also me. That which exists permanently is the cause for this Jagat is also me. This Jagat is temporary, it continues to change. It does not exist in the same manner in two different times. One of the Greek philosophers says, you can step into the same river twice. Because as soon as you step in the river, the water flows away. Next time you step into it, there's a different water. This Jagat is constantly changing. Therefore, it is Asat, Mithya. And the next two verses change the meter. So most of the Bhagavad Gita is an Anustup Chand meter. And several verses in Tristup Chandra, Tristup meter, which is longer meter. The reason may be very obvious that Bhagwan, when wants to get some attention, he uses a different meter. Or he wants to say something, pack more words into that sloka. Therefore, he uses a meter which packs more words into it. But one way or other, it gets our attention. So the next two verses, Bhagwan describes that there is one way we have discussed that this Mahatmas worship me, knowing fully well that this reality 
which we call Supreme Being, Ishwara, Brahman, is one and the same, pervades everything. However, there are people who worship me knowing that I'm almighty and can fulfill their desires. Is that perfectly okay? Trividya mam somapaha putapapa yagnaihi istva swargatim parthayante te punyam asadya surendralokam asnanti divyan divideva bhoga. So, literal translation is the knowers of the three Vedas, three, three Vidya, knowers of three Vedas. You have to continue to make note that. Bhagavan Vedvyas is only referring to three Vedas, not four Vedas. But see, those who are the knowers of the three Vedas, all these rituals to achieve highest standard of living is in three Vedas. All those rituals, you want this, you have to perform this, you want to achieve Swargalok. Swargalok used to be in Vedic period is the highest destination. This is what you are trying to achieve is to go to Svargaloka, from this Mrityaloka. Trayvidya, those who know those three Vedas, they know exactly the instructions and injunctions in three Vedas. Somapaha, who have taken the Somras, in other words, they have concluded all those rituals and taken the Prasad in the end. This Soma is the Prasad. Putapapa, they are purified of their sins. So they are good people working as per the injunctions of the Sastras, they have performed their actions, they are purified of their sins, yagnehi istva swargatim parthayante, they are worshipping me through yagna to achieve swarga. Swarga is their goal. Te punyam asadya surendra lokam asnanti divyan divideva bhogan, achieving the divine Loka of Indra, they enjoy these divine pleasures. So, all successful people in this world, they fall in that category. They have done everything which is right, they have made all the efforts, they have paid their dues, they had goal in mind, this is what I want to achieve, and they achieved it. And they are enjoying the fruits of their actions. People like Bill Gates or Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, which we can identify with them. But every successful person can vouch for it that that's how he went to that Indra Lok, which he considered as his success by working hard, following the rules, completing all the tasks, achieving what he wanted to achieve, and he achieved that. But then Bhagavan said, Then what? So the next verse says, Tetam bhaktva svargalokam vishalam. They are enjoying these vast pleasures of the svargalok. As I said, the goal was to achieve svargalok. I paid my dues. I did exactly what's supposed to have been done. Now I achieved it. I'm a successful person. Now I'm enjoying the fruits of my success. Chine punne marthilokam vishanti. When the punyas are exhausted, the efforts which I put in have bore fruits. But once I get the fruits of my actions, they are nullified. I did something, I get paid. So the account is equal. 
when that balance is exhausted of my punya, of my actions, martilokam vishanti, I have to start all over again. So just think about it. All the successful people who build their empires, what will happen when they die? They won't be able to take anything with them. Bill Gates when he dies, Jeff Bezos. So we know about Bill Gates and Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos because we see them. But what happened to Ford and Rockefeller and Gettys of the world? Could they take anything with their Indra Lok is here. The Swarga Lok is let's say still here. Their estates are there, their foundations are there. Mina's cousin works for Rockefeller Foundation. He was on CNN how they're helping to change the world from fossil fuel to you know, renewable energy. But the Rockefeller who created the wealth, where is he? He's not there to enjoy the wealth anymore. Shine Punye Vartilokam Vishanti. He goes to the, the world of death. Evam Trai Dharmam Anuprapanna Gata Gatam Kama Kama Labhante. Those who follow the path of just good actions, they achieve what they want to achieve, but they fall into the path of coming and going. I work hard for 50 weeks and take two weeks vacation, enjoy the vacation, come back and start work for another 50 weeks. Same way, all these people, including all of us who worked very hard in our life to be successful, we enjoy that. In the time of death, that balance will be zero. In the next life, you start all over again from KG to primary school to secondary school and all over it again. So Bhagavan said, Tehitam Bhaktva Svargalokam Vishalam Shine Punni Marthilokam Vishanti. This is the result of just doing good and not thinking about your own self, who I am and why I'm working so hard, what I'm trying to achieve. Doing good is not good enough. It's something you have to think about why I'm doing good. We'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt dot podbean dot com or at chinmaya richmond dot org thank you om sarve bhavantu sukina sarve santu niramayaha sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma kaschit dukkha bhagbave Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om